0: Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. So thankful to have Brother and Sister Cupstead with us tonight. He preached this morning, stirred our soul today. I don't know about you, but I'm not selling out. I'm not for sale. My vineyard's not for sale. How about you? We want Brother Cubson to come tonight. Open his heart. We love these good people. Make them feel very welcome as he comes to minister the word to us. Give it up to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Wow. If that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet. What tremendous worship. You ever stop to think about what disgruntled, fired employees do to their neighbor, fellow associates, whom used to be their team, they want to go back and take them out. That's exactly why the devil hates you. Is because he got fired and you took his job. And so he's been disgruntled at that for a long time. That's why he tries to take out singers and musicians. You ever wondered why? Think about that. The devil don't like musicians. Especially that hold to the agreement with God. We were in Canada a few weeks ago. A great, great worship leader. God uses him very mightily. One night, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. I'd never met the guy. He was leading the worship and camp meeting in the Ontario district. And I walked up to him, and I began to speak some things into his life. I says, you're right in the crosshairs, and you're the target of the devil. He wants to take you out. He'd like to buy you out. And he just crumbled and broke. He said, you don't know the half, the offers that the devil has made. I said, it ain't worth it. No deal. Hallelujah. Thankful for the Lord tonight. I really feel tonight in this service that there is going to be some impartation. There is going to be some revelation, and hopefully before it's all said and done, some inspiration. Because I'm believing the Lord to impart some things to us tonight. If you have your Bibles, we should turn to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. And while you're turning there, I'd like to say thank you again. To Brother and Sister Jordan for allowing us to stand behind this different podium. I feel very vulnerable. So you know what preachers do when they see pulpits like that before they get up. They do a check. From the head to the toe. Not going to give the devil a chance. Just saying. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he said, me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. I think I heard that in a song a while ago. A noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, And breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up on their feet. And an exceeding great army. I want to preach for just hopefully the shortest amount of time as I can and leave with you the thought about the miracle of the last day harvest. Whether you know it or not, church, we are living in the last days. And I believe that the best is still yet to come. We are personally in the finest hour of the history of the church. Though come chaos, though weapons may be formed against us, though hindrances may arise, Though adversity may be, we shall overcome. Hallelujah. I want us to pray and ask the will of God to be done tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful presence that we have felt in this place through song, through worship, admiration. An admonishment to us to praise you. Thank you, Lord, for leading us into this atmosphere. I pray that you would anoint me as the word of the Lord is anointed. Let it go forth. Let it impart. God, I pray that you would let it be received. We pray it in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. I do believe that we are living in the last days. I'm excited about what is happening in the last days. But He is an 11th hour God. When you think everything is falling in around you. He will bring victory at the last minute. Maybe you're sick and you don't know how you're going to get well. Or maybe you feel that your marriage is falling apart. Don't lose hope. Because God loves to do the miraculous just in the nick of time. It might seem a little late. It might seem a little delayed. But delayed does not mean denied. Like raising Lazarus from the dead. Even though he could have healed him while he was alive. And I'll tell you it can be annoying when Jesus seems to wait and act last minute. But un. Dying faith in the midst of uncertainty pleases God. It's something about it that it just gets God's attention. Whenever you wait on the Lord and you wait on the Lord, it seems like some things will never come to pass, but just keep waiting on the Lord. It's an amazing story of the Chinese bamboo tree. After the Chinese bamboo tree is planted, they tell me that there is no movement, no growth for a period of five years. But then after the five year, it says that it grows 90 feet in six weeks. And in some cases, it grows six feet in a 24-hour period. Five years of nothing happening. And then in a 24 hours, a miracle of growth takes place. Don't lose hope because time is the only thing happening between the promise and right now. There's been a lot of time that's been between your prophetic word and now where you are and still waiting. God has made promises to the church he has said in the last day saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh I'm waiting I'm like the bamboo tree it doesn't seem like anything's happening but I want to declare to you what is the miracle in the last day harvest harvest You'll find out in just a little bit. If you're listening to the Word, you might catch the story before I'm over. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That was in the beginning. He was in the forethought of God. And yet for 4,000 years or more, Jesus remained only a thought or a logos in the mind of God. But when the time was right, when the fullness of time was come, that logos thought came to flesh and came to flourish. The Bible says even though some 4,000 years later, it seemed like it would never happen. It was in the plan. It was in the architects and the drawings that Jesus Christ would come and be the spotless lamb that would redeem man back to him but here it is 4,000 years that it waited and waited and waited but let me just tell you when God's not in it you can't force it to happen but when God is in it you can't stop it from happening so when God got ready when the timing was right Nothing could stop the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost to a virgin lady by the name of Mary. I'm here to tell you, friend, Luke chapter 2 tells us how it was announced in verse 13. And suddenly, everybody say, suddenly, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of a heavenly host saying when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. I want you to know that when God gets ready to do what he wants to do, what he needs to do, all it has to do is happen. Well, it don't look like it's growing today. It don't look like much is happening today. Don't be fooled by what you see. Because something had to be happening beneath the level of the earth for the bamboo tree to grow 90 feet you don't just soup and be like that. Something is happening beneath the visual. I want you to know something right now. I believe that the prophetic word that has been given to you, the prophetic word that's been given to the church, some of you are still looking and you're not seeing. Some of you still waiting and you're waiting and you're still waiting. But don't discouraged because I believe before it's all said and done the miracle of the latter day harvest is going to come hallelujah Bible tells us that they that heard the divine edict from Jesus Christ himself to go into Jerusalem and tarry there until you're endued with power from on high. There were some probably 500 people that was the starting point. It's amazing how many people that will throw in the towel before the miracle happens. It was approximately 500 plus people that went to Jerusalem and they packed out the upper room but one by one by one they began to walk away because they was not seeing no movement. All they were doing was feeling they were spinning their wheels and praying and pouring themselves out. I never had this power I never experienced it I don't know how it's going to happen I'm going to tell you the things that God has for me I don't know how it's going to come I don't know how it's going to feel but I'm going to hold on until it does come and so it was them that did remain in the upper room which was approximately 120 in attendance. But look at the conditions that existed after that seven or 10 day period that they were in the upper room waiting, praying without ceasing. Acts chapter 2 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. There was unity in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, when people line themselves up with the will of God, and they get in the plan of God, and they stay unified as the body, it was Joseph that told his brothers when he sent them back to Jacob, he said, I'm going to tell you, don't fall out on your way back. That's the word that the Lord's trying to tell us because we are living in the most expected moment of the church. There are more miracles that are happening worldwide and in North America. There are more people that are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost on an everyday process than it's ever happened before. It's because we are living in the last days. Acts 2 and 2 said, and suddenly, suddenly, there, y'all say that, suddenly, y'all realize that I've done read that word once. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Uh, we're talking about the house of the Lord being set in order. It seems like when men's will gets into line with God's will, there is going to be a suddenly. Hallelujah. And then Jesus was speaking to his disciples about his will for the harvest in the end time. This is amazing, folks. John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 35 and 36 says, Say not ye, (laughs) there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields For they are white All ready to harvest This afternoon as I was reading this And then I read in Ezekiel, Brother Jordan Where the Lord spoke to Ezekiel To go to the valley of dry bones They were bleached bones They were white bones. They had been bleached by the sun. It just something blew up in my spirit, in my mind. For he says, Behold and look unto the fields, for they are white. Ezekiel saw white bones. There is something there that connects. He said, They're white already to harvest. He said, and he that reapeth, receiveth the wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That both he that soweth and, and he that reapeth may rejoice <laughs> together. How in the world are they going to rejoice together if there's not so close Behind each other. That when the sower. Is going sowing the seed. He hears footsteps. Behind him. And he turns around. To his surprise. There is the reapers. And they both rejoice together. I know I'm messing with your theology there. But that's what the Bible said. That they may reap. And rejoice. Together. Together. You see the disciples being familiar with the natural order of things they understood that between the sowing and the seed and the reaping of the harvest that they possibly had to be the span of approximately four months waiting period. So to their natural minds after the seed of the word was sown there was that natural waiting period. But Jesus said this last day Harvest is going to be a season of suddenlies. I don't know if y'all heard me or if you just, just wow, or either. I don't believe it. I hadn't yet quite figured that one out yet. That went pretty quick and like it did. I believe that the last day harvest is going to be suddenly. I believe the sower is going to sow. And to his surprise, the footsteps behind him, there's going to be reapers that is reaping that which has just been sown. I'm here to tell you that the waiting period, the gestation period the underneath not seeing period is over. We are fixing to move in to the spiritual visual of an end time latter day harvest. And the miracle of the latter day harvest is that his going to be suddenly. I believe that God is moving in places that we cannot even imagine. I was in apostolic conference a few weeks ago. Brother Robinette from Germany shared with us. He told us, he said that he told his executive board in Germany, he said, "I believe that there will be uh, 10 churches, I believe or a hundred churches in the span of 10 years. He says, "I just feel that this is what the Lord is saying for us in Germany. At that time, there was approximately seven to eight churches and pastors. And he says, "I believe in the ten year upcoming. He said that we're going to have a hundred churches and pastors. And so the executive board, he said it, Brother Robinette, he said they laughed at him and said only if God does such. It kind of reminds me of the man at the gate whenever the prophetic word said that he's going to bless and supply the needs. There's going to be food, you know, in Samaria only if God would open the winds of heaven. Well, somehow nothing, another, Brother Robinette got a hold of a couple of denominational preachers. And began to teach to them the oneness of God and baptism in Jesus' name. And what happened? They received the Holy Ghost. Two or three of them, they received the Holy Ghost. And they went right back to their churches. And they began to preach this one God message, Jesus' name, baptizing message to their church. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That was approximately three churches. Little did Brother Robinette know that they were affiliated with the largest Trinitarian organization in Europe. And so one afternoon, Brother Robinette gets a call and he said it was the presiding bishop of this largest Trinitarian organization. And he said, is this the Robinette? that has been preaching to my pastors this one God, Jesus' name, baptizing message. He says to himself, I knew I was in trouble. And he said, I tried to calm the bishop down. He said, brother, he says that everybody nowadays is getting the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues uh, and not just us Pentecostals. uh, And he says, everybody's getting it. And he said, the bishop spoke to him and he says, I command you and tell you to not preach this one God message and Jesus' name baptism message to one more of our pastors until you preach it to me. He said, when do you want me to preach it to you? He says, get on a flight now. Come to me. We're going to get our executive board, and we're going to meet, and we want you to preach this one God, Jesus' named baptism, a message to us. I'm going to tell you, remind you that Brother Robinette said the Lord told him that we're going to have 100 churches in 10 years. This organization has over 20,000 licensed ministers. and so he goes and the whole executive board is filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus name they are presently working on becoming affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International I'm telling you adding 20,000 pastors You can laugh at 110 years, but the miracle of the last day harvest is that there's no more gestation period. There's no more waiting period. God is fixing to pour out upon all flesh. And sons and daughters is fixing to prophesy. Old man's gonna dream dreams. Young man's gonna see visions. It's in the last days that we're gonna have a harvest of souls. What are we waiting for? We've got to believe that God is is having a heyday against hell i was in canada before i went to apostolic comforts and before brother robinette preached this my wife being my witness i told the churches there in canada ontario district i said i see a revival coming so fast and so furious that our churches will not be able to accommodate the seating nor be able to handle it. We cannot build buildings fast enough to handle you look at your people tonight. Y'all got a few seats in here. It was fuller this morning than it is tonight and it's been fuller before. You you didn't build big enough to accommodate the end time latter day harvest revival. But let me oh let me tell you. You don't have to sweat it. You You're not going to have to go back to the bank. You're not going to have to keep building bigger buildings because there are Trinitarian churches that are in this city that God's going to impart to them the oneness of God and the revelation of Jesus' name baptism and the whole city of Frankfurt, Indiana can be a one God, apostolic, tongue talking church revival city. I'm talking about the miracle of the latter day harvest is that God is getting ready to give revival that's going to blow our minds. He's going to blow our socks off not in four months but now it's a suddenly season with God. Don't be surprised if there's not more people that is stopping out on what is this 28 highway and they're looking at that sign and they're seeing the praise team out there doing their little thing up here and what they don't know is that spirit that's in here is going to start gravitating them from the outside and there's going to be something that people are going to go to these churches that's been dead dry and dormant for years God's going to give the one true church headship over all these churches Brother Jordan could possibly be the head pastor of every Trinitarian church in the city of Frankfurt. On any given Sunday, I don't know how many churches is in this city, but wouldn't it be amazing and it's absolutely not impossible Before the Lord comes He said saith God In the last days I'm going to pour out Of my spirit upon all flesh I'm telling you God's going to give us a revival That we cannot even facilitate With our buildings We can't get loans enough To even build buildings fast enough Or big enough So you know what God's going to do He's going to impart revelation And uh, revelation and inspiration To those that don't know this wonderful message They are coming in by the organizations They are coming in by the thousands And somebody says, but that's over in Germany Oh no, 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 no Let me tell you, if you only knew how many Of our apostolic preachers Are preaching in Trinitarian churches And they're saying, I want you to be our pastor I don't, we don't have no pastors shepherd, God is in control of the latter day harvest I close I've been preaching 21 minutes I think you wouldn't plant an entire field of corn and just pick one ear each year Would you? You see, God's plan is for 120 at one time to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God's plan is for 3,000 to be filled with the Holy Ghost at one time. God's plan is for 5,000 to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I rebuke the Spirit it says it hadn't happened yet, and I don't think that it will. You can sit there, and you'll die at the gate, and you're going to miss out on the end-time revival that God has set in motion for the church. I'm going to tell you something. I feel the prophetic word coming forth to the church, that you best get ready. Ready because God is fixing to open the floodgates of heaven and there's going to be a reign of revelation, impartation, restoration, and inspiration where people's been lives that just thought they had something, they're going to know they got something. Somebody says, well, will it be named CLC? Does that really matter? I can assure you that if they get this wonderful revelation, they won't want to stay the same name. They're going to want to identify with really who they are. We're living right here, right now, in the last day. Oh God, I hope this is all right, Pastor. You see, Ezekiel, here it is. Ezekiel went and he saw white bones, bleached bones. The Lord says, look out for they're white and they're ready for harvest. There are people that are going to be soldiers for the cross. That has been dead for years. From generations to generations to generations, they don't know anything. But God is fixing to cause a prophetic word to speak from the mouth of his messenger. You see, all God needed was a mouth that had enough faith in his word that would step out and speak it in faith. What's wrong with us having the mentality When you drive by a local denominal church, instead of looking at them as your enemy and your uh, competition, you need to start praying for impartation. Start praying for revelation. Let the glory of God somehow or another rest upon that body. And then you know what's going to happen. Change is going to take place. And so Ezekiel said, yes, Lord, I don't know if they're going to live or not, but you do. And you told me to prophesy, so I will obey the command. You know what I'm just doing tonight? I'm just an Ezekiel up here, and I'm just going to be a a prophetic open mouth for the Lord just to prophesy to you and impart to you that God's plan for this Last day harvest is the miracle of it is, is that it's fixing to happen suddenly. The 4,000 year waiting period from the foundation of the world to the giving of the son is over. I'm telling you, Jesus is on the scene now. The baby is born. You can send out the invitation. Let them know he's here and healthy. Mm. If he can work like he worked before he was born, and just belly bumped with Elizabeth. <laughs> Fill John with the Holy Ghost. What do you think he can do through you tonight? Can we stand together? And I want us to respond in faith that believing that God is going to use you, going to use CLC like it's never used the church before, that God's fixing to give a revival in this city, in every city, not just Frankfurt, but every. City where there is an apostolic church. God, for years we have wondered why do we feel like the underdog? Why do we feel like that we're defeated so much? Those days are over. Brother Lido, we're no longer going to be considered the underdog. The statistics told me just recently in the last couple of weeks that the Pentecostal movement, one God, Jesus' name, tongue-talking movement, has now become the fastest-growing organization in the world. In your face, devil. We're not the underdog. We are more than a conqueror. I don't know about you, but I I just feel like it would be good that if we could just receive this word, gather in around the front tonight, and let's celebrate what God is fixing to do in CLC in Frankfurt. God's fixing to do great and mighty exploits. In the name of Jesus, get ready. God suddenly is fixing to happen. happen the earth is shaking there's a breath of life that is breathing there's a moving there's a shaking there's a coming together There's bone to red. bone coming together. There's a covering that is happening.